0: This is the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the show, all you amazing leaders that are on a mission to lead, inspire, and win. I am Jeff Hancher, and I am here to assist others in turning the pressure into potential. Before we jump into today's content, I want to cover a little housekeeping. As many of you heard in a previous episode, I am very excited that we have sold out both our sales academy and our performance management workshop once again. Those are the ones that are being held in Pittsburgh, February of 2024. Listen, we already have... 14 people pre-registered for the next performance management workshop. Once we get a venue and a date secured, we're going to be launching the very next workshop as well. So think uh, April timeframe if you're listening to this in February of 2024. If you would like to save a seat in that room, make sure you email us at info at jeffhancher.com. This does not commit you to buying a seat. There's no financial transaction. I realize that you need a date and so on and so on. However, what it does do is it gives you the right of first refusal. I had some people that had a little bit of heartburn when they went on the website to register to see that it was sold out. So we're getting ahead of this. Uh, 14 people already pre-registered means that the next class is already 50% full. So if you want to get ahead of that, email us, info at jeffhancher.com. Dot .com. We hope to see you in the room for the next performance management workshop. All right, let's jump in. I am so excited because we have another listener question today. And this question comes from Matt And here's what Matt had to say. Jeff, I recently uncovered a blind spot that I had only wished that I would have uncovered sooner. The bad part is that I was made aware of the blind spot by having a very frustrated employee tell me about it. The employee told me that I am very indecisive when needing to make big decisions, and the result is that it stalls the team's progress and causes division among everyone. I never realized it before, but after some self-reflection, I know this is true. I've begun working to fix these issues. My question to you, Jeff, is this. How can we as leaders get better at uncovering our blind spots to be more effective in our leadership roles? Well, there you have it. This is a great question, Matt. And I got to tell you that even after all of my years in leadership— I am still uncovering blind spots. I feel like I uncover them almost weekly. Blind spots are hard because uh, we don't know what we don't know, hence the title of this episode. We all have them. Everybody walking the planet has blind spots. Even very self-aware people You can move through these levels of leadership in an organization without becoming aware of these particular blind spots that might be there and you don't even know. And and yes, self-aware people, this is you too. And I get it. Like self-awareness is bliss. But even the most self-aware people have blind spots. And eventually blind spots will show up one way or another. Now, why is that? Well, because as soon as you figure out all the blind spots where you are, you turn the bend, and guess what? It's a whole new landscape. So I'm going to address what I believe to be some of the most common blind spots that I uncover for many, many leaders. And as I present these, I want you to be thinking about if these apply to your leadership journey as well. So we're already going to start uncovering some of these for you. And the first blind spot is poorly communicating expectations. And you all know I am passionate about this one so much so that I built an entire workshop around it. Without clear definitions of success, your leadership and the people on your team may be aiming for very different levels of performance. There is nothing that sucks energy out of a team more than thinking they've met or exceeded these key objectives that you've thrown at them, only to be told the expectations were different. Starting with a clear vision of a project, how it relates to overall priorities, this is what great leaders do they set they set precise targets people know what they're aiming at they have time frames specific measurements all up front and after a short period of time the leader then checks back in order to make sure there's alignment with the overall vision this is not. This not only prevents any drift from the goal or the desired outcome, but it allows for corrections and the ability to add resources if necessary. And you're, you're starting to catch these small issues before they become big issues. But I got to tell you, not setting clear expectations, it, it's it's unkind and it sets people up to fail. People think they're doing great and and they're not, and they didn't even know. It's very very frustrating. And why does this happen? Well, because leaders get busy. You get running fast. You assume that everybody already knows, and they don't. Always remember, clear is kind. So blind spot number one, poorly communicating expectations. Don't let this one take you out. The second blind spot is being indecisive. See, Matt, you're not alone. Uh, You are not alone in this indecisiveness that your, your team member came and told you about. This is a very common blind spot that I observe. And I'll tell you that probably even as a leader listening to this episode right now, listening to what I just said, you're already saying, well, Jeff's not talking to me. And the reason you are saying that is because nobody wants this label as a leader. I mean, can you say it out loud right now? I'm am indecisive. It just sounds bad. It's like who wants to admit that? We've all been told like the greatest leaders are decisive. They they make gut gut decisions. You know they 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 sh- they shoot then they aim. Right? This is all nonsense. <clears throat> the thing we have to do is we have to own this. And so even if you're saying, Jeff, you're not talking to me, you at least got to be open to open to saying, maybe it is me. Your job as a leader is to make decisions that make things happen, isn't it? But what if you're not? What if you think you actually are, but you're really not? And that that doesn't mean you make decisions all by yourself. The best leaders always involve a team in their decision-making, but you still need to make a decision. Indecisive leadership demotivates teams. What what makes decision-making hard at the senior leadership level is that it's only the toughest decisions that get to you. Isn't it true? All the easy decisions were already made long before they reached your desk. <clears throat> so that's why indecision sometimes happens. We're not getting the layups here. You know, we, we got uh, two seconds left on the clock. Somebody inbounds the ball. We got to shoot a full court shot here. And that's hard to do. And so the, when, when these things come to you, it's because nobody else knows what to do and boom, they just drop that, uh, that bomb right on your desk. It's normal to be indecisive in that moment because there's a heaviness that's coming with this. But when this happens, it can lead to delay and delay leads to paralysis and paralysis leads to stagnation and stagnation leads to decline. So make a decision and then create a process for making sure decisions get made regularly and quickly. There will come a point in time that you make a decision knowing you're going to have to modify quickly as soon as the decision is made. Literally, the day after you make the decision, you realize it wasn't right, so you adjust. But don't let this indecisiveness cripple you. Make the decision knowing, I don't have all the answers Sure, every once in a while, you need to take a long time to make a decision. If the shoe fits, wear it. But far too many leaders use that as an excuse. You gotta decide. The next blind spot is waiting for poor performance to improve. Don't get me started. This one probably should have been its own episode, right? Dealing effectively with low performers can be challenging. I've been there. I get it. I got it. But And I know it can be time-consuming. It's exhausting. But too often, it simply goes unaddressed while leaders hope that employees improve. And we don't address this because we got an, a million other things to do. And, and maybe they'll just get better next month or maybe they're just uh, in, in a rut. Maybe they're in a valley. But last I checked, hope is not a strategy. Leaders can become perplexed about what the root performance issues are and how to solve them, and their confusion results in inaction. I don't know what to do. I'm not sure what their problem is. They were so good before, but now they're not. Maybe they're going through something. I don't know. Maybe it's the new CRM. Maybe it's the new technology. Did I train them well enough on the tools? All this stuff starts going through our mind, and so we just do nothing. It's critical to learn how to assess problems and then take quick action in order to drive performance and drive faster improvement and reduce the risk of failure for the team. So the first thing that you have to do whenever this low performance starts to hit, you have to determine, is this a coach up or a coach out scenario? And, and what's the difference? And how do you even know? Well, coach up is you, you, you've been given the tools, but you're not executing the tools You've been trained. You, you've you proven in the past that you can do it. Maybe you need some encouragement. Um, I, I think you have the ability – I just got to get you fine-tuned here, but maybe it's a coach out. Coach out is they have the ability to do it, and they're just reluctant. They're lazy. They're not putting in effort. They're not a culture fit, whatever it might be. Coach out and move on. If it's a coach up, do it now, but waiting to coach up or waiting to coach out is stagnation. And as I said before, stagnation leads to decline. You have to move on underperformers. Like it or not, the manager who spent time hoping, quote unquote, things would get better is most likely the one getting replaced when failure happens. Blind spot number four, reluctance to, del- to delegate. Reluctance to delegate. Man, this is a big one. And look, I'm pointing all arrows right back at me. This is one that I have to constantly evaluate for myself. Trust issues and a desire to keep control are common issues for leaders who who, who don't delegate. When leaders are too busy with work and can't focus on strategy and strategic initiatives, it can hurt the effectiveness of the team. When you're not delegating, you're choosing to work in the business versus on the business, which is where your team needs you to be. Here's some things that you may be saying in your head if this is a blind spot for you and you don't know it. You're saying, My team isn't capable of doing that task, uh, my team's lazy. My team's too busy. You know, if I want it done right, I better just do it myself. You know, if I want this done fast, I better do it myself because if I give it to them, it's going to be slow. If I give it to them, they're probably going to make mistakes. These are some things that I know I've said in my mind, and I I automatically, boom, there's my trigger. I know it. I got to get better. This is a blind spot. I just uncovered it. If you're saying these things in your mind, It might be that you have a blind spot that you're not delegating properly. As the old adage goes, focus on what you do best and delegate the rest. Not only will your performance increase, but the performance of the people around you will. Because when you empower and when you delegate, what happens is they either they either crush it and they do great and we can celebrate, or they fail and they provide you a coaching opportunity to help them get better. Seems like a win-win. If this blind spot of uh, delegation resonates with you, make sure that you go back to the July 23rd, 2020 episode of this show that we titled Overcoming the Dread of Delegation. It goes without saying that this is a short list of blind spots, and I am sure there are hundreds, if not thousands more. Regardless of what yours may be, what we know is that every successful leader is tasked with uncovering their blind spots. So I'm going to give you a few ways that I've learned to get more intentional about this in my own leadership journey of uncovering these. You know, we like to parade around thinking we got it all together, we're good, or somebody tells us something and we get a little bit defensive. I mean, I am the leader around here. You think they just put me here? No, I had to climb and claw and I had to get the results to get here. So so we can put up these shields sometimes. So I want to give you some things that I think that you should make a part of your leadership routine so that you can constantly be asking and uncovering your blind spots. And the first one is self-reflection. How often do you sit back as a leader and literally reflect on your thoughts, reflect on your behaviors, reflect on how you go about making decisions? How often do you do that? Because I will tell you, it's one of the most underutilized things in leadership, in my opinion. And why does it not happen that often? Well, because self-reflection doesn't give you immediate gratification. I mean, you know, addressing a problem does. uh, Selling a, a new account does. Uh, creating a plan does, but self-reflection, Jeff, seems kind of boring to me. How are we going to drive key performance indicators by sitting in a chair and reflecting for 15 minutes? But I will tell you, a lot of the mining that you need to do, not only for strategy, but uncovering these blind spots, you most likely already have the answers to them if, you're, if you give yourself an honest assessment of who you are as a leader and I want to challenge you. If, if this isn't a normal routine, I just want you to do it once. Do it once. And in this session of self-reflection, I want you to ask yourself the following questions. The first one is this. What are my strengths and weaknesses as a leader? <clears throat> Have you ever really spent some time answering that question? Have you dedicated 15 minutes of just truly assessing that I'll bet you'll you'll uncover some real opportunity. The second question is this. What biases or assumptions might be influencing my decisions? Biases, Jeff. You're saying I have biases? I'm here to tell you everybody has biases. And this is a hard pill to swallow sometimes. But, man, if you really think and and deeply think about all the people on your team, think about – Uh, race, gender, you can go down the list of different things that could create biases or assumptions. These things might be influencing your decisions in the wrong way, and this could very well be a blind spot for you. The next question that I like for self-reflection is, how do I react under pressure? And this is when you sit back and you think over the last three to six months, what were the most high-pressured situations that I was in as a leader? How did I respond to those? Who all was involved? How did I act? What did I say? How was it received? Ask yourself that question in your next time of reflection. How do I react under pressure? The next one that I like is, what feedback have I received in the past and how have I responded to it? This is when it's like, look, um, I love feedback when they tell me I'm amazing right? Like who doesn't like that? Well, you might be getting fake applause. You are the boss, however. But have you ever received critical feedback? How do you respond to it? How do you respond to feedback when you get it? I want you to really in your next time of self-reflection, really think about this. And if you can't think of a time that you received feedback and how you responded to it, it might be because you're not receiving feedback. And that's an even bigger problem of uncovering your blind spots, because you might have created a culture that people are afraid to come and give you feedback. And if that happens, it's going to stifle innovation. And uh, this whole thing of blind spots in your life as a leader is only going to accelerate. And they'll, they'll be your team will be very content, letting you live with those things. Because nobody coming to you and saying, Hey, boss, uh, I, I thought you might want to know, no, because they, you haven't opened up that culture. So so self-reflection is the first thing that I would tell you. The second thing on the heels of that last question is to seek feedback. <clears throat> actively seek feedback from multiple sources. It could be colleagues, peers, direct people that report directly to you, your mentors, your bosses. Are you actively seeking feedback from them? Be open to both positive and constructive feedback. You know, critique is not doesn't mean that it's true. When somebody critiques you or gives you negative feedback, it doesn't mean that it's true. But you can always thank people for feedback, even negative feedback. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Thanks for having the boldness to come and and, and say that to me. That doesn't mean you're agreeing with them. It doesn't mean you're you're saying that they're right, but you are thanking them for the feedback. We as leaders have to create a safe space for others to share their perspectives, and I get it. This is a slippery slope because then you got everybody coming in and saying, well, you know what? You wanted us to tell you, and you get a lot of nonsense with that. Just filter it out. It's better to have a culture of feedback and transparency and filter out the nonsense than to not have it at all. You can ask for feedback through one-on-one discussions. You can do it through anonymous surveys. These anonymous surveys, man, they can get wild. Like there's something to be said about it. And look, as a leader, let me tell you this. Don't sleep on the introverts in your company when seeking feedback. They're typically the ones... That have some of the most profound feedback. And let me tell you why I believe this because they don't talk a lot, they listen a lot, they observe a lot, you know, they're thinking a lot. And I will tell you, I, I have uncovered the most gold from introverts in my life. I'll tell you this. If you don't have introverts on your team, you should hire some because there is some unbelievable value in this. Don't just seek feedback from the people that you're friendly with, that you get along with, that you have good rapport with. I'm talking go into the roots of your organization and pull feedback out. Here's some ways. Maybe this is new to you and you're like, I wouldn't even know how to go about that. That's going to be awesome awkward for me. Well, you can be awkward with blind spots or you can be awkward with uncovering them. I say uncover them. I'm going to give you four questions that you can ask to get feedback that you need. The first one is, what do you see as my strengths and weaknesses as a leader? Uh Uh-oh, did we just light a fuse in here? What am I being set up? That's what people are going to think. But if you create this culture, now it's like, wow. And I'll bet they'll be taken back because I'll bet you, for the majority of people, no leader has ever asked them this question because no leader has really cared. But you're not every leader. So ask this question to them. What are my strengths and weaknesses? The second one I like to get feedback from others is, how do you perceive my communication style? You're not for everybody, leader. I mean, look, neither am I, neither is any of us. We all receive communication differently. We all prefer a style, fill in the blank, right? So when you're asking people this, you're getting an idea of who you have on your team and does your style of leadership, is it hitting the target? The next one is this, what areas do you think I can improve or develop in further? Pretty wide open. And again, no matter what they say, good or bad. It doesn't matter. It's feedback and you're going to thank them for it. The last one that you can ask is this, how do you think I could better support and empower our team? Now, look, you're going to get it all. We've talked about this on the show. This can be a dangerous question. How do you think I can better support the team? Well, it'd be really nice if we had ice cream socials on Friday. I think everybody would, you know, feel really energized and it would really boost morale. Uh, hey, look, you know, we, we you should bring the circus into the in, into the field outside of the parking lot. You know, I think people would really love having some wild animals. I think it would really, you know, mellow everything out around here. You're going to get some water wild stuff. I got it. But when you ask this question, if you got one out of 10 people that gave you a nugget that could transform your leadership, let me ask you this. Would you ask the question? And I'll bet you would. You may get more crazy ideas and whatnot than than good, but the one good thing that you have, it could literally revolutionize your leadership. My next point that I want to make in uncovering your blind spots best practices, don't hire in your own image. Folks, if you don't get another one, please take this one. Don't hire in your own image. This is a hard one, especially for for newer leaders, because we just gravitate to the same. Uh, We're comfortable with the same. We're comfortable with people just like us. We get each other, right? Being surrounded with people of diverse backgrounds, it will provide you a fresh perspective, and it will help you uncover some blind spots that you didn't even know existed. To gain insight to where your blind spots are, the other thing that you have to do is you have to look back at where you're experiencing recurring issues surround yourself with people who can make you better. Surround yourself with people who can help you manage your blind spots. Think about this in your hiring process. Are you looking at people that you know, it's like, man, they're so different. And immediately you say, no, I'm not bringing them on the team. I think they'll be disruptive or whatever. Maybe if you brought them on the team, they could challenge your way of thinking and they could expose you to different things. Now, keep in mind, Awareness does not always equal elimination. So make sure that you're taking action to eliminate and fix your blind spots. So just uncovering them is one thing, but then we got to own them. We got to create a strategy. And Matt, who brought the question to us today, I love what you said about I've already begun to fix it, but it, but here Matt had this revelation of if this is, if there's one out there, there could be more. And most likely, Matt, there probably is. So make sure that you follow these processes, ask these types of questions, and slowly from the bottom will bubble up some blind spots, some aha moments as a leader so that you can autocorrect and get back on track. Listen, leaders, we're never going to eliminate every blind spot. They're part of human nature, and they will change as we have different experiences in work, different experiences in life. But through candid self-reflection, combined with a desire to do better, combined with getting great feedback from people, every leader can strive to become a leader that people want to follow. Matt, I hope this episode served you in your desire to transform and uncover your own blind spots. Maybe you're listening and you have a question that you'd like to have answered on the show. If so, make sure that you email us at info at jeffhancher.com. Until next week, keep looking out for your blind spots, keep making a positive impact on others, and always keep turning the pressure into potential champion forum podcast with jeff hancher lead inspire win